backs. I'm a running back guy. Um, traditionally, I have been running back, running back first two rounds, unless something totally goes off the rails. That's what I want to leave the first two rounds with. I, I traditionally believe that you can get wide receivers throughout the draft. This year, I'm really struggling with the running backs. Like, I am not finding that. I think this is the year I'm probably going to end up with a lot of wide receiver, wide receiver builds. Um, right. Yeah, but I just don't, I don't love the running backs at the top. I mean, after Christian McCaffrey, I feel like I do like Bijan. I think I might, might get talked into Bijan as the summer goes on. Like, there's something scary about a rookie, but I do think that he's going to probably blow up and have a ton of opportunity. I mean his, his coach is going to die trying to give him the ball. Um, over, so over. right. Uh, even when he shouldn't, maybe, um, when he, well, actually he should, because he's got Desmond Ritter at quarterback. So keep handing the ball off. I like, Justin, I, I like uh, real quick. Justin's I'm not a ready Falcon, for that. Uh, Falcons fan, Justin, by the way, I, I hope it works out for Desmond Ritter. I like him. very. Uh, I hope they get a good quarterback next year. <laughs> Justin, Justin is, I mean, he's always been the anti Ritter. He's a, he's the Falcons fan and he, he keeps wanting them to tank every single season and they don't every season. Justin, <laughs> well, look, they've now it's too Justin late. They can't is. tank cause they have, they've, they've really beefed up their uh -huh. team. So guess yeah. who Kyler Murray is going to be playing for next season. Oh, hey now. Well, you know, I have no problem with that as a, as yeah. a Maybe. guy. So. Yeah, he could be, he could be in Washington. Like if they if they legit get the one hundred and one, they're going to eat so much dead cap. But he could be in Washington. He could be in Atlanta. I mean, there are probably five or seven teams that would be in the market. For Those are the only teams that I could think of is Washington and Atlanta. Honestly, I mean it's that's only, only if Ritter falters. Yeah, uh, that's easy. I hope he doesn't. <laughs> you have no. I hope he doesn't. No I mean, could you have so many pieces there in Atlanta? Yeah. Their offensive line is good. No, they they literally made moves everywhere to to make their to shore up their team, mm -hmm. except at the quarterback position, which was their problem, and I believe will continue to be their problem. I don't think Desmond Ritter is anything special. By but any he means. wasn't their problem. Like that's not why. No, 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 no. He wasn't their problem, but he's the only remaining problem on the roster. <laughs> Yeah, you don't know that yet. <laughs> you are a hater. All right, I am, so I'm a Ritter hater. He was so was disappointed. I was not happy when they skipped on Justin Fields. That's okay. when I was not happy. Two years ago, whatever. So uh, okay. no Ritter in the third. Who cares? Like I, I don't care who what they take in the third like round. A, that, yeah, free square. Yeah, right, right, right. It's like when you pass on the early, uh, the early Whoa. solid quarterback prospect. With yeah. No reason to, you know, like, and they could have just gone ahead and offered Deshaun Watson the full contract that because you're going to pay it anyway, restructure it, whatever. They yeah, bought on want, that and Cleveland marched in. I don't have any problem with that. Oh, I don't have any boom. problem not having him. Not doing it. No. No. So I'm checking out all these uh, amenities that StreamYard affords us here. <laughs> we, we talked about, um, we're just pushing buttons. Building. Checking yes, we are just pushing checking buttons. Your rosters. Oh, my, my, my one year old is awake and he's standing up, and I'm hoping my wife handles this, but I don't think she's gonna let him put himself back to sleep. It's fine. Okay. Well, That's what we do go. with ours now. All right. Let's <laughs> do it then. And uh we'll see. He's awake though. But what we did do is um an eliminator together. Oh god, yeah. Funny that you talked about your running backs, your running back love. 
when you went zero running back until the, well no my lack of no 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 so but but the point is this, this year, year i don't have any this year right. don't have any this yeah. year i'm like i'm finding myself drawn to the wide receivers way more and i don't even feel like i have running backs that i like anywhere in the draft like i did a mock draft for si that was more of a traditional redraft and that was my first time because everything else has been best ball or fantasy cares eliminator or, you know, all these different scoring systems and stuff. I've only done one mock draft. That's just a traditional um, redraft type thing. And I, the one running back, I think I probably could have taken Nick Chubb in the second round. I took uh, Devonte Smith instead. I don't think it's a bad pick, but I think in retrospect, I might've benefited from taking Chubb there just to get that strong running back. Um, cause there were wide receivers throughout every round of the draft that I felt comfortable drafting in every single position. Um, but there weren't running backs. Ramondre Stevenson was sniped from me by fabs. Um, oh. the pick, the pick right before me. And that was the one. And I forget what round it, it, it was uh, probably like four. Right. And, uh, I desperately wanted him. Cause I was like, I, I, now I need him. Like I'm sort of screwed with my build in terms of running backs. And I ended up finding them kind of throughout the draft, but then you feel like you're chasing. I don't like that, that feeling of like, you know, I, I'm not super confident in the picks that I have. So I gotta, I gotta back them up with a lot of guys that might hit. And then I don't know if I'm backing up the other positions enough, but in the fantasy cares eliminator draft that you pulled up here that we did together. Yeah. Um, I liked that. I liked that build, but the scoring is so weird. I mean, the scoring is weird in that. So you don't have to have a single running back. So especially considering the way I feel about running backs this year, I think it makes sense. I don't. Do I have any running backs on my roster? I don't you think I do. Took a run, you took Dante back. Foreman. Yeah, you took Dante Deontay Foreman with the second to last pick. Yeah. Which is which interesting. Is, which I mean, is when I, you're just like I love it. I love the zag because I I was actually I'm in Fa, I'm in Michael Fabiano's eliminator also. I went zero wide receiver. Just it's just the way it fell. Everything fell. Well, that's bold. I'm doing <laughs> in, another in a year with in so many wide receivers. You're like, I'm not going to touch these guys. Yeah, right. Well, but the the eliminator league, and um, I know that there are some people that really sat down and did the math of like, okay, the scoring system means this for punters, you know. The punter. And um, but and I found people that were like, oh, this punter would, would have averaged 20 points a game last year, whatever. And so I was like, whoa, is that seriously what we're doing here is we're drafting punters. And so I, in the second league that I was in took a very different strategy, but I was in the 10 hole, I think, um, of a 12 wait, no, it's not because it's an eliminator. So I was at the end of the draft. So I was like 16. Um, I was, I was like near the turn, but not at the turn. And so, uh, it's super flex. Or not, it's not super flex, but you can play up to three quarterbacks so it effectively is a super flex draft. Yes. Um, so by then, you know, you're looking at like crappy quarterbacks already in the first round, but you need them because they're going to score so many more points than everybody else. Uh, and so I thought I needed to just chase quarterbacks, but then it was like the, the two that I have on that turn are still not great. And so now I just need a lot of them. So then I started stacking quarterbacks. And then all of the good position players were gone. And so then I was like, okay, now I'm going to pivot to, you know, I'm going to get the top punter and I'm going to get the number two punter and I'm going to get Justin Tucker and I'm going to get like defenses, you know? And so I have a roster. My second fantasy cares league is like 
it's it's gross to look at. You're like, all these people suck. But I think from a scoring standpoint, they were probably smartish picks, you know, rather than getting like the 14th best wide receiver, you know? So I don't yep. know. No, it's, it's a it's weird, weird building in these leagues because you can nope. look at these rosters with the weird scoring systems and just be like, uh, this looks disgusting, but maybe just, it'll be good. Uh, I don't know. I just looked at my um, my team. I went zero wide receiver in you in your league in your one in your one. Oh, how really funny! There. I took yeah. them all. Yeah, you, you gave them all to me. <laughs> you have one Jeff wide receiver Jefferson in the in, at one because you had the first pick in the draft and I had the one fifteen. Yeah. So I, I took Justin Jefferson with the first pick and then Aaron Rodgers on the way back. And then I just went running back tight end the rest of the way with a cut with a few kickers. Mixed yeah, in. that's good. I went um, in mine. I went I went Anthony Richardson in the first round nice. and then I got Aaron Rodgers on the turn. So we we are, are similar in that we both got Aaron Rodgers in that spot pretty much. Um, but I took Anthony Richardson and I. I really thought about that a lot because I was like, which one is not, which one's less likely to be there, you know? And I, and yeah. I decided that Anthony Richardson had more upside than any of the other guys. Like you're into that tier of Jared Goff, Aaron right. Rodgers, you know, those guys that kind of are like, I don't know, maybe, maybe they'll, they're, they're above average, but you know, the, the ceiling maybe isn't as high. But it, but Anthony Richardson could fall flat on his face for half the season. I could get eliminated. So I yeah. thought this is this is a high ceiling. I think for the second half of the season. But now I got to stack, and that's why I had to stack all the quarterbacks because now I need quarterbacks for the beginning of the season. I don't I don't know if it was a smart strategy, but we'll see. I really well, like Anthony Richardson for the second half of the year. I like you don't him a even lot. Know with the, with the strategy, it's just like. The, the eliminators are it's best ball. It's like whoever has a great day. So yeah. hopefully you piece I, together the right set of guys that, that can then do that for you. I had a similar strategy with taking Kyler and going, okay, now I need some just points every week. That's when I started later grabbing defenses and punters. Yeah. I was like, these are the safest dudes. Cause obviously I'm never going to have an injured defense. And then for the most part, punters, they just go out there, kick the ball. And then, eh plays over like so. am i rooting for punters am i like go cam johnson is his name cam johnson i think i like learned punters names d doing this draft <laughs> so i was like he's the punter who's the punter for the texans he's gonna get a lot of work you know like <laughs> oh welcome welcome to my uh headspace i didn't know you existed you're right yeah yeah, the punter for the. I technology. still don't. I have great three punters punter on this team, and I still don't know they exist. So, Justin, you did a great job in in our eliminator in the hot sauce eliminator. Uh, you took some great coaches, right? You got you, you were on the turn. Justin also had the one hundred and one, right? Am I, I right? Did have the one hundred and one? So I got Mahomes and then waited forever. Yeah, the coaches. I feel like uh, there's some benefit to them later in the draft, but I was I was a little bit scared of the coaches because I'm like, your max is ten. Right. right. Like, <laughs> yeah. So that that could be if you get a really good coach, you could consistently have 10. And maybe if that's your eighth score or something, then that's that's something a that you'll take. Score, yeah. uh, I got Reed but, and Sirianni on like the seven, eight turn or something like that. <laughs> that's what you do on the turn. You just like, I'm going to take boom. Reed and Sirianni and bust the uh, coaching bubble there and just see the Reed yeah, Sirianni is, turn. This is max degenerate conversation. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> like the punters and coaches that we drafted in a recent fantasy draft. Like yeah, what's wrong coaches. with us? Well, he didn't even know about it. Like in, we, we recorded a show in the middle of the eliminator while it was going on. And he was like, what? Like, I was like, how about them coaches? And he was like, huh? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I didn't even know punters were in this thing. Yeah, I'm yeah, just like yeah. drafting away, like casually painting, you know, because it's an eliminator. I don't have a whole lot of skin in the game on that. It's like, you know, we brag a lot. What we what we most are excited about is flushing people. We flush them every every week. A little little toilet action. So that's yeah. really what yeah. our eliminators about. We, we take our eliminators very seriously. We we do a big we do a big thing every every episode where every show where we flush the loser down the toilet because they are losers. The eliminated they were eliminated. Had I known this was gets a t shirt. Uh, I would have pulled our, our uh toilet sound up if I had known we were gonna get there and we could have just that's right here we do yeah. we do the toilet sound it's a whole big thing Lindsay. Um, that's good yeah. i'm 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 a big proponent of embarrassing people in fantasy <laughs> everyone loves the sound of a flushing toilet in their ears yeah. everyone loves that mm. and we pick we we you know we, we throw some darts we pick on them a little bit we make sure that they know that they are losers and they have exited the hot sauce eliminator Losers. Yep, that's what they signed up for. How did you even get involved with uh we, we and Bosch is coming on the show next week, by the way, as a matter of fact. Oh, he is? He is. Yeah, that's awesome. He, that's I mean, what what is that brain like to even come up with these scoring oh, systems? Okay, so if you know anything about John Bosch, his whole world is weird ass leagues. Like he, every league he runs has crazy settings. So yeah. this is right up his alley. Like he's like, I can change this every year and make it even worse. Or even, even worse. Like, yeah, well, that's I, what he, I, that's what I'm. I love that I got, he. I got a bone to pick with him next week when I when I get out to him about sneaking in a third quarterback starter. I know we missed out right. on the third quarter. There's you could you could start three quarterbacks in an eliminator. I yeah, you guys didn't know that. That's the only position requirement is that you max out at three. And we were so, <sighs> and we were huge eliminator folks, right? So we we analyzed the the settings. We knew that last year, like Bosch has been on a, a, a few with the times. efficiency scoring. What the? F oh, that sucked. <laughs> that sucked. And I reamed him for that too. And I think he realized it like midway through the season. He's like, "Fuck, Justin Jefferson is scoring six points, and he's yeah. got 130 yards or some shit." Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, it was awful. Yeah, it's nuts, man. I had the so. number one pick in that draft too. What's up with me getting the number one pick in the eliminator drafts? No. I think John likes me. Um, but I draft I knew nothing. And so Don't I looked at the scoring. I looked at the scoring from last the year before and who ranked the highest. And oh. Tom Brady had the most points in the whole league. And I was like, Well, this is not necessarily what I would normally do, <laughs> but he is efficient. And I'm not going to do math to prepare for this, you know, wacky draft. So right. I was like, just kind of looked at the scoring and I was like, I think he checks those boxes. And if he did it enough last year, then I'll just, you know, go back to that. Well, I don't even remember how I did in that particular league, but I don't, I don't think it was bad because you would think it would be bad. <laughs> like that's what I used to talk. I was like, I'm not even gonna tell anyone I took Tom Brady one, one. Like what? <laughs> it just makes me look like I don't know what I'm doing, but really I did a deep dive of re you know research before I did this draft, and I thought that that was the quarterback, just from an efficiency standpoint, that I could count on the most. But and then he goes and throws 798 million times, and you're like, <sighs> "There's no way." That yeah. was great. 
turned out to be a great pick. No, I don't. I don't think it was bad. I don't. I don't remember. I don't. Rem, Did I don't, you win the eliminator? No. Well, it wasn't good enough. Yeah. Well, hmm. I'm. I'm. I'm like. Um. I'm not as competitive about winning all the leagues. I just need to be competitive week in and week out. So if I can get to the end, like to right. the point where I can talk trash all year long, like ultimately yeah. that's where my competitive nature kind of runs out. Like I just want to be in it. I don't need to be that person that's like, I want eight of my leagues. Like I don't. Oh yeah. Here's my ROI. Yada. Oh, the ROI talk gets on my nerves. I'm like, did Give me you a have break, fun? buddy? I mean, come on. Who cares? I did you care. have fun, or was the spreadsheet just <laughs> just good enough for you? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. But, but you said there was a right place and a not well, right right place and a wrong place to get into different formats and stuff. Like I don't do the DFS stuff until I'm like completely out of uh the season in terms oh really of, i just don't uh i don't know it's just an extra I, well i'm in about 10 dynasty leagues too and then then there's a, a few like charity i call them charity leagues you know you get into the fishbowl is another is a charity league mm-hmm. i'm in the biscuit bowl I, I usually get into polly's playoff these are just various charity leagues that that go on that uh th- these are lineup setting leagues so i'm in like another five or six of those so you know you've you got enough to- on your plate Try to do your best, you know. Yeah, Sunday I, mornings well, are already hectic. Like that's the hard, the hard thing for me is like I'm trying to play with the kids. Now it's gonna be two kids because last year, at least he just kind of sat there and. Oh, now he's well. Oh yeah, now he's. Oh just yeah, be, he's walking. Uh, so he's gonna be tearing the place up. Good luck I'm watching be trying football. To set lineups and right. <laughs> Dude, well, I, I lived that life last season because um, uh, Colin was down with me. I, I, I'm in a basement right now, and I have three TVs, and I, you know, I got the, the local game on the on the small TVs and the red zone on the big TV. I'm in charge of Colin, who's my my one year old, and he's just like, Rrr. it's like I might as well be at a bar, not paying attention to the game. It's the same type of thing, you know. You're, you totally. Know, you're totally. A bar to, and there's like a million TVs, but. You're at a bar and you're drinking, you're having a great time, and you're not necessarily paying attention to everything that's right. You're watching everything that's going on, but you're paying attention yes. to nothing that's going on. 100. percent My like, Sunday, like Sundays are my favorite day to work. They uh, they are because like doing fantasy zone for the last few years, it's the best because during the week it's like you don't have to. I mean, you're reading stuff, you're catching up. There's always notes that you're gonna miss, but you're. So, I was so in it all the time pulling up all the stats as we're watching the games and jumping in and out of them that I felt like I really got a feel for everything that happened. Whereas if I was sitting at home, my experience would be just like yours where you're like, and I remember before I did fantasy zone, I would do, I would work during the week, total access, but I wasn't working on Sunday, but you're kind of happy. You're like sort of working. Like you have to pay attention, but I'd be like, at the flipping pay- playground with my kids with red zone on my like phone, trying to follow it. And you can't follow <laughs> oh. it. Cause you're like, please don't jump off the monkey bars and plummet to your death. Okay. Like yeah. I'm watching the game. So, uh, you know, trying to balance all of those things, yep. you don't actually know what happened. And then you got to right. spend the week catching up on that. So you don't sound like an idiot when you're talking about it in places like this. And, uh, so fantasy zone was the best job in that sense because it was fun and we were just watching the games, but then it also like made everything else I did professionally so easy during the week because I like I really knew it because I was super into it as it was happening. Right. So I uh, I subscribed to the Road Show today. I followed it. Hmm. 
You, sir, are a few months late. <laughs> Thanks for that. That might be why there is no uh, no NFL road show anymore. <laughs> no, I I loved doing that podcast, and I and I um I thought that there was a lot of really good content on there, like um in terms of like the guests that that came on, and um. And, and I, I miss doing it. It just, you know, it just didn't have a, a big enough audience to um, pay really? for itself. Oh, wow. So, I mean, uh, come on. how, how, I mean, I'm looking, I just scrolled through. I was like, Oh my God, how was I not maybe some marketing for, on their, on their end? Because dun, dun, dun. no, <laughs> because I but, didn't, why didn't I not know about this? I, I was just like, what? I'm like, why, why didn't this pop up on my feed? Because well, I think, I, think I, I was just the, like, right away. I was just like, boom something there's, i would listen to in a heartbeat there's so much that i mean the podcast market is so saturated sure. right like it's and if you're trying to do something nationally that's also broad that doesn't specifically like uh go it, like the the idea is like out you know talking to everybody as opposed yeah, to like not everybody doing a chargers podcast stuff, that's you know? i i don't know but anyway um yeah so working on trying to create something new because i miss i miss having the, more than anything i just miss having the conversations you know i, I feel it, like yeah. there's such there's such my interest in the people who cover football is so broad and i think there are so many different people who have really valuable voices um many of whom i've really found since i stopped working in tv which is not to say that that the people that are working on tv don't they just have they have the voices that we hear most frequently you know, like the ex-athlete, the ex, what you know, the conversations right. all, all kind of are had by the same type of people. And I found doing the podcast, there are people who are like in different lanes of expertise. And I think uh, I'm really interested in the concept of merging all of those conversations into one, you yes. know, one like like I've said before, I think like like if I was in charge of Amazon um, cause I think they had an opportunity to redo, to just do something totally different, like just blow up the model and do it in a very different forward thinking way. Um, and then they did kind of, and I like the guy, I like the people that they chose. This has nothing to do with the people they chose. Like Whitworth, I love Sherm, I love, like, I, just, I think they picked good sure. people. It's just, I would have put someone who was really well versed in analytics and gambling on the set. I would have put that person in yes. the conversation. Everyone's I would have, catching up to that now. Yeah. I mean, but because it's a, such a big part of football and if front offices and coaching staffs are looking at the game, at least partially through this lens, they have full, full, um, like groups of people that work in, the, that are giving them data. And this is informing their decision-making process. Some teams more than others we're doing the audience a disservice by not having anyone on set that understands that. And so I think if you, and at the very least what it's doing is it's putting someone in the conversation that looks at the exact same subject totally differently. Right. And I think that that's valuable and heaven, I swear to God, if we have one more post game or halftime where a coach goes for it um, and then they go, I don't know why he would do that. Well, like football <laughs> Twitter is like, you know, spewing out all of the reasons mathematically, right. like why it's a good call. And, but the television broadcast doesn't reflect that. 
Like, what, what are we doing? Like, get ahead of it. Get ahead of it. Put these people in the conversation and then put them with someone that's a former player and put them with anyway. So, yeah, um, I mean, you know, we have all these coaches that now have staffs with, you know, time management people, like, yep. you know, timeout analytics folks and, mm-hmm. and when to go for it, you know, that kind of thing. That has become an entirely like percentage thing, which yep. makes sense. Like, okay, well, if we're going to do this a hundred times and it works 62 times, well, the, the time it doesn't work on national television, oh, it's a bad decision. But if it works 62 out of a hundred times, it was a good decision. But that's, it's just so like zoned in and hold on just a short I'm, view. I was on the, uh, the Superflex super show with uh, the Superflex dude, John Hogue. And we talked about having a timeout guy. Like why not pay a guy a salary to study the whole time logic of timeouts? I think you're uh, <laughs> this guy, the that, timeout there, guy, and he's in charge of timeouts. Oh, this is what we need to call one. That, like that could be his only job and only focus in life is to be well, the timeout guy. And, so when, and in and in Denver, the whole Christmas party thing where hey, let's do a shot with the timeout guy. You know, he's the timeout guy. guy on his business card and everything. But like that that was the story last year when Denver kind of added somebody to their staff that was pretty much specifically right. to do stuff like that. To, to help hack it in those situations and to effectively be a voice in his ear going like, do this now, do this now. And people made fun of him as if it was, it was an embarrassing hire for him. I was like, it's embarrassing for the team. They didn't do it before the season started right. is what's embarrassing because what, they had a rookie head coach their, that can improve their team. You know, if you didn't think that your rookie head coach was going to stand on the sideline when the you know the everything sped up with the game on the line in the red zone uh then you haven't followed football like that that's just obvious and that's also human nature like someone who's never been in that position like okay i know you know how to call a timeout on madden i hear you it's different (laughs) right it's different like you can talk about football go on national television stand on the sideline have the red light go on have them go you have 30 seconds to tell this story you're going to feel different than you do talking to your friend on the couch, right? Like everything seems so much easier until you have to do it in a high pressure situation with the whole world watching you while you're also managing eight other things that people don't see going on. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I felt, I felt a great deal of empathy for Hackett last year, partially because I thought it was incredibly predictable. Like the fact that we put them in the Super Bowl with Russell Wilson, who had not looked good at the end of his tenure in Super in Seattle, had put stuff on tape that was concerning already going in. We're expecting him to be Russell Wilson of, you know, yonder years. And then we're putting him with a rookie head coach who is going to make mistakes. It's just going to happen. And then and then we're like shocked. That it didn't work. I mean, I I would never have thought that it wasn't going to work to the degree that it didn't work, but I didn't think it was going to work. So I think, I think we kind of crushed both of them with this inflated narrative that should have just never happened if we were paying attention. When we talk about the the Twitter people, the Mm -hmm. the Twitter world, how do you handle some of those folks that come at you? (laughs) Don't you just sometimes want to drop the hammer on these people? Because it's like, some of them are very condescending. Like there was one that was like, uh, you guys should have somebody that actually knows DFS come on and you're like, well, Fabiano and I do know DFS. And I'm like, you should just be like, shut the fuck up. But you can't, you know, as a national person, you can't. But do you ever just want to like take a sledgehammer and just. Oh, yeah. And stuff uh, like that bothers me more than it should. You know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. 
which is weird. It's hard to predict. Like maybe it's just yeah. like the day that you get me or mm-hmm. whatever. Like sometimes I'm like, eh, whatever. I know that I know what I'm talking about. So that doesn't bother me. Right. right but right. there are some that, that do just get under my skin for some reason. A lot of people end up getting muted by me. I don't like blocking because I don't like them to know that they were blocked, which makes them know that they were seen. Yeah, which you'll makes get the them screenshot. You'll get the, the you'll get the Lindsay Rhodes blocked me screenshot tweet. No, I get joy out of thinking that they're still screaming into the wind and no one's seeing it. You know, mm-hmm. like I just don't want them to even know that anyone saw it. But it, yeah, I mean, I I try not to uh, I try not to freak out because I think that that's just going to lead to more bad. Right. Like who responds to that in a way that uh, like I don't want to walk away feeling even more icky than than seeing some of that stuff already makes you feel. And I feel like when you engage in it, it like gets your your adrenaline goes up in a negative way. And then you like hit send and now you're fighting with someone. And like that's just a bad feeling in general. So I want to I want to to walk away from a I had to walk away from a league chat last night because I started getting fired up. I was like, no. (laughs) Some some guy. Well, some guy I sent an offer of two picks for his earlier pick. And he accepts an offer, and the offer he accepted was two picks that were literally Five picks and seven picks, or something like that. So I offered like the one, the the for the one four four. So like the one twelve, basically, or whatever. It's a, the four copy league. I offered him the two point two three and the two point three two, or something like that. And he actually accepted an offer of the two two nine and the two three seven, or something. I don't know, something like that. And I'm like, what happened here? And he's like, well, it said you had an invalid roster, so I just took the other one. I was like, what? Couldn't you just, couldn't you just DM me? Like I, I accepted a you trade. Have an last invalid week. roster? Like what? Well, NFL. Like you're filling the... out an insurance form or something like that. They're yeah. like, you feel like a bad person to bet on. Like, what are you talking about, dude? I'll drop someone. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> I could clear it. You all you had to just DM me and tell me you wanted to accept the offer. And he made some smart ass comment. Because I said, like, feel free to DM me next time. And he said, feel free to have a, a valid roster to, for, to make trades. And in, I, I, I wanted to go scorched earth. Yeah, in June, like I've, I've been paying attention to all my leagues and make sure that I'm under the roster limit after all, all of, of mine are over. Play. All of mine yeah. are over. Person in Justin's league, I, I will get, I will get there when I need to make a pick on the clock and I can't make one. Like, oh shit, I need yep. to fix my roster. Yep. You know, but oh, I wanted to go. But also, I mean, I also, here's the, the argument for not doing that now. Things are going to happen in the next couple of weeks. Right, like let's say someone someone has the potential to twist an ankle at OTAs. Sure, yeah. Why why would you drop somebody if one of the people on your roster could be that person? Could and then value, and then yeah. you could need the other person. Like I want to hold on to everyone on my rosters as long as I possibly can before I have to make a decision because that's yeah, just know. that's that's like capital that you have in the bank. Right. And then I don't and then make give any it roster back. moves until I don't make any roster moves until I'm forced to make roster moves. Totally, yeah. you know. So yep. so the guy, the all guy the players, just basically, he was just he just turned into a d, a d bag. Well, he, must, he must have been unfamiliar yeah. with MFL, which is the website that the. And he could have accepted the trade. Is the funny thing? Somehow yeah, he, he could have accepted it because in out. the settings and someone screenshot it. It was like, uh, force. You know, like could you accept trades? The, uh, causing a valid roster, warning. and it was like, yes, you can do it. And it's like, <laughs> but just the lack of communication, and then and yeah. then the whole feel free to have a valid roster. 
I just, I almost, maybe I, that was the time I wanted to drop a hammer. And I was like, okay, don't go scorched earth. I, Cause I had typed something out and I was like, let me just, nah. yeah, yeah, I'm the queen that of that. I I'm the queen of the full one. Like <laughs> I do the whole tweet and then I just, yeah, go, yeah. you're like, no way. Let me sleep draft. on this. Let me put this to draft. Like, don't, yeah. don't tweet angry. Don't see, now I want to see Lindsay my draft like on Twitter. Angry. Yeah, now I want to see Lindsay's drafts on Twitter because I don't yeah. have any. I just delete them. I, I can imagine you have like a, a bunch of them that are like. I do have a bunch of them. <laughs> I do have a bunch of them. And then if I'm, you know, sometimes I'll go back through and like get rid of them and be like, I'm obviously not going to do that again someday. So like that, <laughs> that moment is past delete. But oh yeah, God. I, yeah, I try. I try to be disciplined about not responding right away if I'm angry. It doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. Sometimes I I do feel like you, though, like where I'm like, you know what? Sometimes you just got to be like, call them on it, you know, and just own them real quick. But then then you always but then you always run the risk of like the whole like like if you quote tweet, you know, or it calls attention to it and people are like, it feels like you're picking on them. Because you know that in that dynamic, you have more power than they have in the conversation. I don't don't know. I I hear you. I hear you. So I I had a question from one of our earlier. uh, I was curious. This was something I was curious about was you did a lot of high school cover. You covered a lot of high school sports back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. How many, any of those, any of those kids you ever see hit it, hit it big anywhere? Oh, tons. Oh my God. Tons. Tons and tons. Yeah, I was in LA. You'd be a great Debbie player. I was in LA. Um, I, I feel like I'm not, I'm, but what I'm also very, very bad at is my memory is very bad. Like I'm not, I can't recall. A, oh, I'm, uh, glad I, I'm glad we so sent you the, the loose, I know. I'm glad we sent you the loose agenda 30 minutes before the show then. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, the, uh, like, I mean, Desh- this is Deshaun Jackson came on my high school show and committed to Cal. Wow. Um, and there were, but I mean, ton, like tons of guys cool. like tons of dudes. came through that. That was a memorable one just because we got him to come on and commit, you know, that, right. but, but that was, we had a lot of people actually come through back in the day to do that because yeah. we were, it was relatively high profile. It's a high school show. Nobody else has one, you know, except for on like the local cable channels that are you like, would, hyper, you would get all the five star guys coming through yep. and everything, huh? Yep. So pretty much all of the five stars, four stars, all of the big names in LA, would come through or we would cover them or we would go to their games. And I mean, we had, we have a lot of really big high, like modern day and long beach poly. And I mean, every year poly has like five guys that go D one and, or at least they did back in the day. I can't say that I have followed high school that closely in the last few years, but um, yeah, we had a ton of people come through wow. and it was really fun. And in, in all sports and you know, what's funny um, we, I was doing a show for Sirius recently and Cody Decker, who was is like one of the most decorated um he's like the real life crash davis right in the minor leagues and then had like a cup of coffee with the padres but now does broadcasting stuff so he was filling in for fabs on the radio show that we do and we're talking and he goes i was on your high school show and i was like fuck you for making me feel that old by the way um (laughs) but uh but I, and I totally remembered because there was like a hook to the feature. It was a feature and I was the host. So I didn't do the story, but it was on the show. And he was 
starring in the, the high school's musical at the time of Music Man, and he was their star baseball player. And uh. so there was like one of those types of features about like him going back and forth, you know, and like shots of him singing on the <laughs> stage and stuff. And so he tells me like the base, he's like, yeah, I was in a play at the same time. I'm like, oh my God, I remember that one. That guy. <laughs> but I had tons of people in my time at NFL Network where I'd be sitting there and sometimes I would have forgotten that I'd covered them um, because there were just so many of the different guys. Yeah, and sometimes yeah, yeah. they're and not they're, the stars of the team. Because it was one of their first experiences being yep. com coming, coming up. And they're like, I was on your show. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. But we loved doing it. It was one of those things where, like, I would do, like, Lakers one day and USC the next day. And then on Thursday, it would be the high school show. And then on, you know, Friday night, we would do but that was like one of my, even though I was balancing that with like interviewing Kobe one day and you know, the high Amazing. school show was like my baby and we, it kind of felt like you we were doing a school project no and it felt like they loved that we came out there. It was like, we were their game day. And so it was just sure. so fun and kind of felt like very pure, you know? Um, so I loved that experience. It was one of my favorite experiences in this business doing that no show. Kidding. I don't know, Justin. I mean, well, I'd love to talk about some trades. I don't know if you've made any. I don't know. Lindsay doesn't like to trade. She's already told us. So I know. I don't know I'm sorry. But yeah, I only made one significant talk about. I don't know if I've made any trades because of this, these drafts happening. And yeah, mine was was trade or was draft like centric, but it was it was involving players. So I traded. Dang gum! I gotta find this damn trade. Dang gum! Is that what you said? Dang gum! Dad gum it. Dad gum. Dang gum it. You spell that out for me. I need some help there. Yeah, yeah, I can Come spell dad gum it. D a d g u m m i e i t. That's it. Dad gum it. No way you knew that, Lindsay. No way you knew how to spell that. What he just spelled. Uh, I actually I agree with Larry. No way. I did. I did. Don't learn that shit in L.A. Dang gummit. I don't know that I would have. No, it's not dang gummit. It's dad gummit. Dad gummit. D A D. I I don't know if I would have put two M's in it. G U M M I T or G U M I T. Dad gummit. Dad gummit. Dad gummit. I might have to Google that and see if both are acceptable. I mean, is there an urban dictionary on dang gummit? Go with mine is also correct. Dang gummit. Dag gummit. Dad. Oh, it is. Dad. It is Dad. Dad. Oh, is Justin correct? Just like uh, there's like. Well, just I like wasn't suggesting. I wasn't suggesting for the record that he was incorrect. I was suggesting that it might be <laughs> two ways that are acceptable to spell it. For the Some record, words are like that. Yes. <laughs> we'll keep that on the record, off the record, however. Dag gummit. Because. No, no dad, 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 like, dad? like you are, you are a human's dad. Yeah. Dad gummit. Dad gummit. I always thought it was how dag with D A G. I live in LA. How do I know what this is? And you, I, hey, well, listen, this guy goes hunting. He hunts turkeys. And <laughs> yeah. And, and when they don't come around, I say dad gummit. <laughs> or a deer in his front yard that are like, that don't, don't have skin on them. <laughs> I don't know if this is what Lindsay really wants to talk about. Okay, trade. I traded uh, the the 1.23, so the 106, which was JSN, and everybody knew it. I traded JSN and Jimmy Garoppolo for DK Metcalf and what is essentially the 205. I didn't listen so. to any of that because I was searching dagum and dadgum and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. So I'm still flabbergasted. Well, it looks like that word, da dagum. Dad? 
Like D-A-G-G-U-M is also an acceptable form of the word. Because I think I think what this comes down to is that it's not actually a word. It's just something people say. So they're like, well, it could be spelled like this and it could be spelled like that. Because both of them sound like this. Your southern accent needs a lot of work there. I don't know. That wasn't. For the record, that wasn't that. It was. You know what that was? Know. That was West Virginia, and I don't know. That was a great. So that was a Mississippi accent. <laughs> Lindsay just pulled out. I pulled out a Mississippi accent right out of her, uh, right out from underneath the desk there. <laughs> okay, let's let's. Do, I'll, I'll say the trade one more time, and Larry can edit out the first time. Uh, I traded JSN. I'm, I'm just going to throw the pick out. Okay. I, I traded JSN and Jimmy Garoppolo. For DK Metcalf and the 205. The 205 has not come around yet, so I can't tell what that player is, or even if I'm going to make that pick or trade it. It's, I mean, clearly a super flex. Yes, yeah, super flex. It's the it's 12 team. It's the DDCL, so it's 12 team, four copies, uh, 1.75 premium on the tight end. Yeah. So there's some value there. Late getting, in the first, you might early get second. a nice. You might get a decent tight end with that 205. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I just took Michael Mayer with the 112, basically. Oh. At the 147. I, I just was like, I'm just going to take Michael Mayer. So you're looking at like a I'll Marvin see. Mims or a Rashi Rice, I'm, I'm guessing. Or Rosh I am not looking at either of those wide receivers at the 205. I might look at them again at like the 207 or 210, whatever I got going on. Who's left of the wide receivers? Or like, oh, La- mean, is Laporta still available? Not that Laporta you want like every still- tight end, but I like Laporta. Guess what? I Laporta would like is still available right now. Somewhere. The first copy of the first copy of him just went at the last pick of the first round. The first p- copy of Laporta just went. Yes. This is what's this is what's brilliant about a, a copy league during the rookie draft. There's so me so we're in a dynasty diagnostic champions league. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, Lindsay. No. But, a, okay. It's a fancy. It's like a. It's like the Premier League, and it's like a. Yeah, it's like a what do they call it, Justin? Relegation, promotion, relegation. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I yeah, like that. It's got a cool twist there. So, yeah, the uh, in fact, we both got promoted this year. Mm. Congratulations, Larry. High five. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very interesting in that respect. And they've got each division as a championship, and then they have an overall championship. So there's there's a lot going on. But you can you can have a player drafted at the 106. And then the next copy might not go off until like the one ten, the like beauty, of literally the twenty picks later or whatever. But and it also makes sense in the sense that when you're looking for somebody, you can send four offers out to them. Hmm. I like love that. So, so you might get into trading if you had four, four opportunities to get the guy that you had That's that you were interested in. Yeah, it, it's really good. We've been in this league for. I, I got into the startup of this league, and Justin was in like the next year startup. It was and, it was a listener league basically for a podcast that's now defunct. Right, but the league just stuck around, and so yeah. we had somebody take over the league. And hey, way to go, Jake! Commission so anyway, settings are on point, so by the way. I'm interested. In, I have a very good team in this league. I'm interested in Sam Laporta. So this is another aspect yeah. when you think about it, uh, Lindsay. Somebody goes, and you're like, okay, this guy's starting to go. Let me jump in with a trade. You know, let me jump in and get this. I want this guy. So let, let's see right. what I got. Let's see what I got to to offer. To I have three three shots to to get the guy I want. So I mean, it, it, it's totally a get your guy type of league when you're in like a multiple copy league. Absolutely, right. it's all about the get your guy sort of thing, and you can really build a roster around your interests more so than your needs. Like 
you know, oh, I really want this guy. So I'm going to go. You know that trade I was trying to do earlier that the guy took the later picks for the same offer? Uh, that was me trying to go up and get Will Levis just for the hell of it because I don't mm. have but one share of him. And I was like, you know what? If I can trade a, a mid-second and a mid-third for to get up and get Will Levis, I'll just do that. Because two copies had gone and there were two copies left or something like that. Right. So, this so gets that was the thing. Me. Just like you're saying, uh, Larry, you, you see a copy or two go and you're like, okay, it's now's about the, to be to where you either make a move now or you don't. Now it's the time to go all in, that sort of thing. You know, mm. you know, it's like the rookie regret thing. Like you don't want to miss out on a rookie. So you want to get like all of them. In, 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 and this is the perfect league to to do that where you don't want – where you, you go, go get guys that you didn't want to regret not getting. Yeah. I'm not even a Will Levis guy. I just want the value of the quarterback who, when he starts, is going to gain value and I can trade him again. Yeah. The first round in an NFL draft, 40% of those guys hit. And when I when I say 40% of them hit, means 40% of them sign that second contract with the team that drafted them. Right. So, I mean, apply that to the, the fantasy aspect of those first rounders. We have a better hit rate. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, a better hit rate. It's like uh, first rounders are early firsts are eighty something percent, and the whole as a whole, the first is like sixty five percent hit. Hmm. So we're we're pretty good at this as as a whole. Well, I think I'm full of shit, but it's fine. Unless Isaiah Spillers, <laughs> your they you know the running back two until the combine, and then he takes a shit, and then all of a sudden you still you take know. and you still take Isaiah Spiller, Larry. Yeah, well, I, would never, I would not do it. I would not do that. <laughs> no. Not me. All right. Well. Let's let Lindsay get out of here. It's I getting know. late. Yeah, this is going to be a two-part. Actually, actually, for Lindsay, I'm going to have to go it's, sing it's sing someone time. to bed. Oh, no, it's, no, it's not. It's a. It's actually. It is bedtime. Yeah. I'm going to have to go help my husband put people what to bed. Are you? Uh, what are you singing? What's the song? What 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 is she into? Yeah, there's a there's a routine that has. It's like a rotation that's been played since uh, both of them were born, and then my son aged out. Um, it's. You are my sunshine, followed by Hush Little Baby, followed by uh, Godspeed by the Dixie Chicks. Oh, nice. Yeah. That escalated quickly. <laughs> I don't oh, know. I like him. Like, one of these is not like the other. But I, I, uh, like when I heard the song, you know, when I didn't have kids, I was like, this is a really good lullaby. And then I taught myself how to sing it. Not, I mean, I do not sound like them, but I taught myself the words. And All then right. turned it into the lullaby that my kids have heard every night. That's amazing. That is yeah. amazing. Justin, Thank you guys you for having else? me. I appreciate it. Yes. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Let's uh, let's go through the whole plugging thing. At Lindsay underscore Rhodes. H yeah. R-H-O-D-E-S. That's a Rhodes. That's something you have to take into account because there's a lot of spellings for Rhodes, right? That's true. Yes. So, Lindsay Rhodes. And... I did appreciate your tweet about the name change because you are a well-known Soto, right? You went way back. Hey, now. Look, you remember those binoculars for watching through the pregnancy? He's, he's on it. <laughs> 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 Listen, my friend Burke is a weirdo. He's into pregnant chicks, not me. <laughs> pregnant chicks. I respect everybody. Everybody's great. But we were at uh, we go to uh, uh, Mountain no, uh, Mountain Jam's where, music this festival. Is, this cannot go well. This oh, I can't wait to tell well. the story. <laughs> we are at Mountain Jam, <laughs> which is a music guys. festival on Hunter Mountain. You're camping out on the mountain, and there's a whole lineup. It's like a four day music festival. You know the whole nine yards. 
and a band we are seeing, the lead singer, is mm. pregnant. And she looks amazing. She looks great. And our friend Burke, he's just like into it. And we're like, dude, are you okay, bro? Take it easy, man. Get the fuck out of here, you weirdo. Anyway, <laughs> that's a, that's the extent of that story. And I'm going to share. Weird quirks. Weird yeah, quirks. That, that and then they're the feet guys. Yeah. And he was, and you know, and whether he was into it or not, it didn't matter. It was just the fact that we just made up that joke and then and he stuck with it, make us making fun of him forever. for no reason. And whether he was gonna follow him around forever. Yeah, it made me th- it made me think about it right now. How about that? <laughs> I'm sure he'll be really excited. You know what you guys in that context. Larry, Larry the, for his next birthday, everybody should get like a prosthetic uh belly. Well, it's funny that you mentioned dinner. Burke's birthday because that occurs that his 40th birthday party is on July 8th, which is happens to be the weekend of the SFB Potathon, whose hat is oh, whose hat Hello. is being worn right now. Hello. Uh, I'm not <laughs> saying we're going to be on the Potathon because we've been on it for like the last four years, but because right now we're going to be on the Potathon. Oh my God, the SFB Potathon is some fancy like you got to fill out a form now, dude. And now the question is just, will Justin be in the actual draft? Will he be wearing salmon? Where we talking about that? We'll find out sometime between now and uh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Just talk about your draft, Larry. Hey, there we go. We'll do that. And um, I don't know, Lindsey Rhodes. At Lindsay underscore Rose, we did it already. We'll do it again. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Outsource Podcast. One, two, three, four. Larry Monkey and Justin Rogers talking Dynasty football, baby. Come get. Started.